I also wanted to know, like, what was your highest ever finish, like, in FPL? Yeah, in my highest ever finish, I think I in the world I ended up in the top fifteen thousand. I like in Nigeria. Wow, top thirty. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Ninety Plus Five podcast. I'm here with my co-host Mekus. And on today's special episode, we have a special guest. He goes by the name Oba of Lagos. Oba of Lagos, welcome to the 90 Plus 5 podcast. Yeah. Hello, Chinji. Right. Hello, yeah. Mikush. Thank you for the, having before me. Before we start anything, uh, I think this guy here, he he deserves his flowers. Yeah, because he was the winner of the last season, 90 Plus 5 FPL league and <laughs> this guy was personally the person that made me start playing FPL my, myself so I think he deserves his flowers alright so I think Mekuz will find a way to literally send flowers over to about Lagos because I think he deserves it <laughs> yeah yeah for, for inspiring me to start FPL I think it was 2018 yeah uh, yeah 2018 2018 but yeah, I started playing FPL 2017 yeah, 2017. Wow. Ah. All right. So today's um, episode is going to be dedicated to FPL solely. So basically, we're going to be asking him questions um, on how he has been this good in FPL over the years and what are the tips for the um, upcoming 2023-2024 FPL season. So let's get right into it. All right. Um, let's start from this I think you've already started answering some of the questions. Um, what, like, when did you start playing FPL? Like, how were you? Like, what's it, like, what's even kindled your, uh, or what made you interested in um, playing the game in the first place? Well, I started playing FPL in 2017, and I can remember the day I stumbled yeah. across the game was I was watching the FPL show on, on TV, and I thought it was just like a normal all those before they play match kind of shoes or those preview shoes. But like, yeah. I, I, I seen yeah. that like, I, these people are talking about like a whole game entirely. So like I Googled it yeah, yeah. and I read what it was about yeah. And what made me pick interest actually was the fact that like they said, um, you can win a PS4, I think or five. Yeah, PS4, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was what we like, ginger girl. Ah. Like, this yeah. thing can't be that hard now. Like, I just play. Uh, that's when I signed up for FPL. Yeah. I just signed up. I'm like, you know, just uh, doing my thing. I like, I wasn't really getting yeah. the hand with the game at the beginning until I went back and I read the instructions. I, after I read yeah. the instructions, I started to understand what's happening. But like, that first season was just yeah. like a, a test yeah. run because I didn't believe that I was not going to win that PS4. I didn't believe it at all, <laughs> but I know it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's another like uh, prize. Yeah, I think the winner gets um, a complimentary ticket yeah. to watch the final yeah. game of EPL um, EP and EPL yeah, game. That was part two. Then gets a signed jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really the gifts that drew me <laughs> yeah. to the game, Sha. The gifts that drew me to the game. 
But it's been it's been solid. Yeah. It's been a solid couple of years since then. Yeah, I, like have you ever have you ever been able to be there? Bro, I've not won any gifts. Not one thing. Are you surprised how good people are? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think what shocks me the most sometimes is like the um winners of each week. Like, you just see some random guys, you Captain, see them Captain random all people. the players that perform that week. You like, like, what do you, what do you think those guys do differently, or are they just and you can't we can't even say they are robots here because they are you this thing is not scripted. It's not scripted, so you cannot say someone has one maybe. Inside that information or something. Well, at the time, Sha, when I stepped in FPO, those people that I used to like, um, yeah, get the number one spots per game week. If you open your accounts, you notice that most of the times they're usually new created accounts. So like, it's just easy to like pick oh. for one week and get the highest point, just be yeah. a triple captain. But I think after yeah. a while, if FPO yeah. like double down on your rules as per that kind of selection. So I feel like people that people that get the highest managers of the week now, they are actually really like yeah, they actually like they are worth their flowers, so, and maybe a bit of yeah. luck, a bit of like um, dare to dare to be the brave, you know, luck. just make yeah, that yeah. brave decision, and you know, yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you, Shal. I get you. Yeah, let me also get from you. I know yeah, what what inspired you to start playing FPL. Yeah, I know you are not the most consistent FPL <laughs> player. Yeah, yeah, but I know you play the game as well. Yeah, yeah, true. So, um, when did you start? What made you start? I think I started um twenty nineteen, and it yeah. was because I think at that time everyone in the department was playing FPL, and so like guys were like. Check it out, join this league. Yeah. And I read up on it. I saw it as an opportunity to like enjoy the game of football better. Because basically, there's no financial incentive. It's not gambling. So it's just a way of trying to incentive, yeah. um, be closer to the game. That's why I saw it. And so I started. Uh, my uh, ad, Let's just say it has just been there. Honestly, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the best FPL manager. I don't even like you. So there are some weeks I get this right. There are some weeks I like I'm like, guy, what happened? Uh, so like it has just uh, been there. I, I I think I'll just share this. There was a week that I captained a very strange player and the person scored hat trick. And when I showed people yeah. that thing, they were like, ah, guy, how did you know? I was like, yeah, yeah, I always knew I had. I was just basically capping, but like that was one of my happiest moments there. Betting on someone that no one thought would like pop that weekend, but yeah. Yeah. But like, I think one thing that has really interested me about like FPO in general is why FPO? You know, we have the La Liga fantasy, we have the UCL fantasy. Once in four years, we have the World Cup fantasy, but it seems like FPO just gets that that PR. You have a lot of managers on FPO. Just everybody loves playing the FPO game like compared to other fantasy leagues and fantasy games like why um about Lagos any idea well I would say like you already said the PR for English football in general is quite on the high side so like it was just a way of them to like maximize the footballing community already in the UK and all across the world and okay. 
with La Liga, Champions League, World Cup, it's, it's really not the same, you know. English football has really been dominating the football ecosystem for a really long time. So it was easy. Yeah. But like yeah. FPL at the beginning really didn't really dominate the ecosystem because when I started playing FPL in 2017, the highest amount of managers playing at the time wasn't, it was below 5 million. But I think as our last season, okay. it was greater than 10 million. If I'm not, if I'm not, what? if I'm not mistaken. So I think the FPL community yeah. has really, really grown, you know, like, yeah. And yeah. they even try to like get more involved with fans, you know. They bring all these their community FPL people on the show, you know, really trying to like yeah. let us know that like they are really involved in what's going on. If you watch FPL show, yeah. they talk to different people via audio, via video call, and you know, they actually like treat past winners well. And like there's this there's a guy yeah. that won this FPO. His name is Ben Crabtree. I don't know if you know that guy. Ben Crabtree. That guy, that uh, guy played the game with sentiments. He didn't use any Liverpool eh. player that season because he's an Everton fan. And he won this FPO. Damn. And that was the season Damn. where Salah was ballistic. And I wonder how did this guy yeah. do it? Damn. Damn, like this guy, you have taken FPL like, to the extreme. It, it, like, a lot why of people play the game with sentiments. No lies. A lot of people play the game with sentiments. But, like, it's not an approach yeah. I would advise you. But, like, he got it right. Like, he's an Everton fan. He didn't use any Liverpool player. Like, talk about loyalty. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. All right. Yeah. So, um, I also wanted to know, like, what was your highest ever finish, like, in FPL? Yeah. In my highest ever finish, I think I, in the world, I ended up in the top 15,000. I like in Nigeria. Wow. Top 30. Wow, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember yeah. that season. I think 20. I was on fire that season. That was 20. Chai, yeah. I was on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember. Since then, you've not been yeah. able to get... Yeah, I've not been able to do it. <laughs> because, like, the FPL community is, is stuck now, man. People people are taking it serious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is, really. But, like, I'm coming in hot again this season. All right. Yeah, but, like, for, from that your best ever season, is there anything that you did specially that made you to be, like, Top 30 in Nigeria. I feel like that season, yeah. Because that's a lot. I, um, yeah. I was very um, conscious of how I was making my transfers. I didn't take as okay. much minus fours as I would usually take. And, you know, and I think um, okay. some players I stuck with from the beginning of the season to like maybe game with Tavis, okay. really like they were, worth, they were worth the patience, worth the weight and everything. I think that was the season Lukaku just joined Man U. I think that was that the season. I can't remember, but like that season, like I really got my my team spot on from the beginning. I got my transfers right, and you know, like I got my bench boost right. I got my triple captain right. Everything was just on point that season. Yeah, and the funny thing about that season is that like the amount of points I used to finish top thirty. Yeah. I have surpassed it in other yeah. seasons, but still can't make that top 30. So like the growing influx yeah. of managers in the FPL season 
in the FPO, right? Yeah, is making yeah. it like tough to finish as high as you can. You have to be like more consistent in what you're doing. Because I think last season I finished with yeah. over 2,500. And the season I started playing this game, 2,500 can win you the league. That FPO can win you the game. But 2-5 can't win you the game again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, you know, one must also like consider that, you know, in the last, last season, you have players like Haaland, full scored outrageous number of goals, racking up, I think, over 200 or 300, like, points in FPL. You know, in 2018, we didn't have, though we had people like Musala and, like, yeah, but they didn't rack up that much. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they, they were able to accumulate that amount of points. Yeah, where nah, they Salasti no, has um, the highest points ever in FPO. Haaland, Haaland tried, wow. but like he still couldn't. Salah has it. I think that's 303 points in this season. And like it's it's tougher for strikers to achieve that feat because you know they don't yeah. bonus points are not in their favor like that. Or they, I think they are, but like you know, midfielders yeah. get extra points for a goal, they are more involved in like clean sheets points. So like it's, it, would be, it would have been tough for Haaland, but you tried. You really did try last season, even after everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Mick Bikus, have you like ever? Have you kept track of your highest ever finish, or do you have that number in mind right now? <laughs> do you have that number right now, uh, or <laughs> it's something you don't really look at? Uh, let's let's not see it because uh, <laughs> it's something I don't look at. Honestly, I won't even lie to you. It's something I don't look at. Like unlike Michael, okay. I, I don't play it um, actively. I play it passively. Also, I'm more okay. concerned about personal growth. Like I look at what I did last week. There are weeks, there are months where I'm consistent. Okay. So I look at what I did last week and I'm like, okay, can I beat it? So instead of competing, okay. so I'm, I, won't, I don't have any best finish. You understand? I'll just be passing. But I hope this season I can at least... Um, get to meet table side because last season, last two seasons have been almost rock bottom. <laughs> but now I suppose let's see what happened this bro, season. Yeah. You need to have somebody you are chasing this game. I can't really think about what you did last yeah, that's, that's week. Thing, so, yeah. Somebody needs to be chasing <laughs> yeah. you. Somebody are, like, uh, just look at Tunji for yeah, example. That, that's why I, I'm the only... Yeah, I'm the only worthy competition. You know, I'm the only one that I give you a run for your money. It's, it's only game. you and um, Tolu and Yai. Only two of you. Yeah. But like, you tried. You tried. Wow. For for any other person listening to this podcast, this guy has challenged the whole community, the whole FTO community. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can do shit to him. I'm with him. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So I think I, I need to put this on record for my own best ever, uh, highest ever finish. Oh, I think it was during the pandemic. Yeah. I I don't have the exact number of like who I finished in the world, though I know I think I finished like top 500 in Nigeria. Um, then, yeah. Then I think I, I won the, I think LNU FPO League that time. Yeah, then I beat my no, no, that, 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 was <laughs> season, that was the season you, were, you were afraid of me toward the end now. I just made a cheeky move. Just have all the players I have. That's all. 
Yeah. See, I think we're still going to we're still going to talk about that better. Yeah. I feel when like when you get to the tail end of the season, like I think the last ten games, the last fifteen games, you you it's not it's not about you copying another person's team. There are certain players that popping. almost everybody has. Yeah. So everybody's team looks almost the same. Like if you look at last season towards the tail end, you will see people like Harald, um, um, what's this guy's name? Maybe Isaac or Wilson. Sure. Uh, you could see KDB. You could see um, Shaw at the back. And maybe an Arsenal's event. Like, yeah. Everybody's team looks alike towards the tail end because everybody, if you know what you're doing in this game, facts. towards the tail end of the season, you are trying to be protective. You don't want to take so much risks and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's why <laughs> towards the end of the season, it seems as if our team is the same. Like, but it isn't. Yeah. Um, so I always know, know as well, what's your approach to like team selection at the beginning of the season? Do you prioritize premium players or you go for hidden gems, differentials at the beginning of the season? At the beginning of the season, I don't go for hidden gems or players that seem to look like they have potential. I first go with the tried and trusted ones from the tried and trusted teams Bearing in mind um, yeah. fixtures, fixtures, but you know, some teams yeah. are fixture-proof, some players are like fixture-proof too. So, I like sometimes um, a bit of precision form really plays into what's going on because like it gives you a sense of who is more likely to play 90 minutes, who is more likely to like be on the bench and stuff like that, who is going to take penalties, those who are plays a factor which team is defending properly, which team has um, most yeah. of their regular starting XI back. So yeah. that way you know that there are teams you can really like optimize them at the beginning of the season. Whereas you also need to like have yeah. what you might call like a watch list of players that you want to see how they perform at the initial stages so that you can quickly like hop, hop on the train as soon as possible. And my other approach yeah, to like yeah. um, team selection is like, when it comes to the goalkeeper position, I spend as little as I can on goalkeepers. I don't go heavy yeah, at yeah. the goalposts. Yeah. And like, it's only, of, yeah. it's only of recent, a couple of seasons ago that spending big on defenders really became a thing. If not, my early days of FPO. Five million was the highest I'd spend on a defender. It was always all about the midfield yeah. and the and the attack. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I also wanted to know. You know, I think during during the middle of the season, um, even if you don't start with differentials at the beginning, during the middle of the season, you know, you have to get a little bit of differentials to maybe um give you kind of like it boosts your bench. I think last season, one differential that really, that was in everybody's bench was, and you see Andrea, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name, or Andres. In okay, half. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pereira. he was reading Andreas Pereira. Yeah. yeah, Andres Pereira, yeah, yeah. If he was, in, he was in everybody's yeah, bench. He yeah, was. I think there was even a game that he, like he was in the bench, then there was, I think there was a key player that didn't play that game week. So, he swapped and came in and I think almost everybody had a good week that week. So like, how do you balance having differentials and having the top players like to kind of make sure your bench is balanced and 
everything, especially towards the middle of the season when some players are now, some FPL managers are now slacking, some players, we don't know the the actual ballers this season, the consistent players and all. So how do you like balance your team at that point in time? So my approach to choosing differentials is you look at a team, yeah? You look at your fixtures and it gets to a certain point where they start having more greens than reds, where the future becomes good. And about that time when the future is becoming green, there will be some players that are already showing good numbers, good stats. Like I always, I always yeah. look at stats, man. There's there's some Twitter pages where I see some stats of some players, you know, form. I yeah. like there's this thing on when you click on an FPO player, it has their form, their traits, all those things. I look at all those numbers to see like yeah. who's really what's going for in a team because like. The players don't just explode like that. They would have been showing some kind of form. Although some players tend to be like explosive in the sense that like when they yeah. start once, it just pause. And once you miss the train, you miss the train. It could be like three games, four games, five games. Example yeah. of players are like James Madison and Jumin Son. Once they, when they pour, they just yeah. pour it to like... If if Son yeah. and Madison starts, Madison always has that time in the season where he's just he just yeah. scores or assists. He just doesn't beat, and you just need to have him at that point. So, so the yeah. approach to differentials really is just like really watching the numbers, what scouting the players, scouting the team, also waiting for when the fixtures is going to like be in their favor. And knowing when to double up, yeah. Knowing when to double up is also key. When to double up, and all that. That's really my approach to choosing differentials. And like something I didn't mention about when you pick a team at the start of the season, yeah, you want to have like at least one player on your bench that can stop in when you're picking your team at the beginning. And I also, when I set up uh-huh. my team at the beginning of the season, I set up for the first first three to five game weeks because I always think playing the early wild card is the best approach for me personally. By then, uh-huh. by three to five games, you will, you will have, you would have had sufficient data to move forward in your next transfers and it gives you the opportunity to hop on those players that the figures are showing that they are about to go big or those teams that things are turning good for okay. them. You hop on them quickly so that like okay. you, before managers start um, hopping on them in like two games later, you already have like two weeks head start. So you like, you maximize the points, you maximize yeah. the increase in your rank and all that. That's, that's true. That's true. I think, yeah, guys, that's, that's yeah. a tip for you guys that out there listening to the And also, also, podcast, sorry, play a wild sorry, card I didn't mention this. At yeah. the end of the season, there, what I do is, I need one or two players that will be my go-to captain options in the premium guys. You yeah. need to have somebody yeah. you can trust the armband every week, which is why people always want to have a Salah and a King, Salah, a Haaland, Haaland and a King. Those are the people that you can trust that like, if you give them the armband, they are most likely to go big. So I don't yeah. believe in like bulking up on premium guys or the best players because you need to have a sort of flexibility in your team. I think 
maybe later on when we talk about this season, how I'm setting up, I can talk a bit more about flexibility. But your team needs to be able to be flexible. Yeah. That's the best approach to FPO, flexibility. So I I I think um our, our listeners will really be like interested to know, okay, how do you stay informed about players' injuries? Well, like, do you have any app you, you follow or you use to like track injuries? Or do you have any Twitter handle that gives you some of this information? And also players' availability because... We know what we have managers like Pep Guardiola that his team <laughs> rotation can be really, really absurd. So, like, what do you use to track this uh, information? Okay, um, there's this guy I follow on Twitter. Yeah, he's really invested in um in the um, players' availability. You know, he gives so, he gives summaries of yeah. the press conferences managers have when they talk about um yeah. When you talk about which players have been his name is Ben Dirini. I don't know if you know him. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know Ben Dirini on Twitter. So, like, I follow him. So, like, he really gives the rundown of um, basically the summary of the press conferences that managers have had. So, that's somebody that, like, you can follow. Okay. Somebody you can follow. I like, when it okay. comes to, like, picking managers' brain, yeah, like, it's not it's not something I'll recommend you, but like if you've been um if you've been um playing FPL for a while, yeah, you will know that like there are just some times that you know that a particular player will not be risked. So like it's just it's just better to stay off. And like if the FPL if the FPL dial that flag that shows on the player is red, just okay. just stay off the player unless okay. otherwise. When it is like seventy five percent chance, you can like um, you can really like just gamble it. But like you know, uh, if you're experienced, you would you would be better. But like in the interim, I wouldn't just advise you gamble it, yeah. But like this game is a risk, so like dare to dare to dream, dare to dare to do what other people wouldn't do. High high risk, high reward. <laughs> exactly. But, high reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like Mikus, uh, I don't know if there's anything that you there's something you want to ask. Yeah, or... yeah. Um, before I ask this question, I feel like there are some things I need to note because a couple of mistakes that I and like I represent probably the average FPL player that doesn't have the um <laughs> uh, yeah doesn't have the passion to go and look for press conferences and everything. And one of the mistakes yeah um that people make is they use a lot of money on goalkeepers. And I was part of these people. And there was a season whereby I went for Ederson and Mendy. And I don't know, I think, so I looked at my team, I'm like, and I looked at this team, I was like, and why is this guy going for Sanchez um, in Brighton? Why is he going for this guy? Raya. Raya, uh -huh. all those people. And I discovered that yeah. these people, like, there's no risk involved. If they keep playing shit, six points. If they're not keep playing shit, no problem. But the the yeah. advantage is that you don't spend that money. You cannot be spending up to like uh, 10 million or like um, a total of 12 million or your, yeah. your goalkeepers now. That is too much. And so, if people can prioritize yeah. the midfield, that's, that is one way they can have success. Another thing I noticed is that most people play FPL like they are trying to bet on a game. No. 
because this guy is a good player. Yeah, eh? exactly. You are right. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, yeah as a yeah. manager, I'm sorry, Phil Foden is not someone you can rely on. And I see people do this at times. That I'll say, okay, well, Phil Foden because he's skillful. Phil Foden does give you back back performances. And if you don't bend up players that give you back to back performances, you are just going to be in the mood. And you heard Michael, he said it. Um, he said people like Salah, you are sure that if they don't score, they are going to assist. If they don't assist, they have impact huh. on the game. You have players like uh, right. Rice. Rice is another person that is okay. usually involved in the game. You have players like, I think Gunduan, there was a season that Gunduan was really just yeah, there. That's he might yeah. not score. Yeah. That's easy, man. But like, you know, he, yes, you know that he's going to turn up. And so you just have to look out for those players and take your mind off oh, star players and distant. And I think lastly, um, avoid having too many strikers. I, I, I think this, uh, this is the last point I can make. You cannot have a team that has, okay, Haaland, Richarlison, and um, let me use Jesus. You're setting up yourself up. Bet on all these lower teams that strike us because you can never know when they will turn up. Okay, everyone is going to have Haaland. That's for sure. Because we know he's going to pop those. But you cannot not have true high quality because you are dealing with cash here. You are already prioritizing your midfield. And so, after you have gotten your style striker, you organize your midfield before you now go to get another um, striker. So, these are just a couple of yeah. things I've seen. And obviously, I've, I've watched videos and I've heard people talk about it. That these are some of the mistakes people make. And I think if you can at least mitigate these mistakes, you will have um, better chances of having um, success in FPL. Before you continue, I quickly want to correct something you said. You said something about like beton strikers from the lower teams or players from the lower teams. I feel like yeah. you can't really just um, um, definitely make a statement like that, which is why I said that you okay. have to like follow the numbers, follow the stats and see when that team seems to be on the up. A clear example Popping, of, yeah. of that is... I don't know if you remember last season, there was the Dominic Solanke moment. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I I put that guy in my team because I I personally followed that guy's numbers. And like Brighton and Bournemouth's features were just turning to green for like a, a short space of time, three, four weeks. And I think after that four weeks, that was that was the Dominic Solanke moment. I think he was even when they were losing, you know, he was still involved in the goal contributions, you know. In the games, what, yes, if yes, you're picking yeah. players from lower teams, you need to find the one that is most likely to be True. involved when they contribute to goals. Dominic Solaki was at the heart of everything. I think his his goal involvement was above 60%. So you could be sure that like, if you have Solanke and Bomot score, more or less Solanke has He's to be part involved. of it, yeah. So that's what you yeah. look out yeah. for. Like I, I think I think my next question here, I think we can start from here. What metrics, what metrics do you look out for when assessing a player per position? Like now, Sholake, like what did you what did you see? Like what were the numbers or what were the metrics? Is it his expected goals? Is it what? Like his number of touches in the box? What were you looking out for? Because I know an average FPL player does not know what to look out for. 
So I think this is going to be like a, a very good um, medium for us, like for you to let them know what to look out for. Okay. Okay. So um, when I'm looking at a striker, for example, I definitely look at his touches in the box because like touches in the box shows that you're getting as close to the goal as possible, which means you're a threat. I don't look at expected goals because like okay. I feel like XG is just like it's just yeah, like something it's overblown. It's overblown, yes. I think it's just overblown. XG does not really show the true representation of what a player can achieve on the field. Okay. So like I look at um definitely okay. touches in the box. I look at um goal involvement ratio. Like if there's if if player has a shot on target or if your team has a shot on target, how involved are you directly to that shot on target? And I look at chances created, even from a striker, chances created. Mm. But like more for me, should I look at okay. their chances created? And you look at like traits. Okay. Traits. How often, how more likely are you going to be the one to be at the end of the final pass or crosses, stuff like that, you know? So those are basically the metrics I look out for in a striker. But as for, as for, as for defenders here, yeah, I look out for, um, how many touches you get because like touches for touches for a defender yeah adds to your bonus points your clearances your interceptions your blocks yeah yeah oh. those, those two for oh. a defender are like defenders that have potential to create assist example Kieran Trippi that guy was a gold mine he was yeah. on free kicks he was on yeah. corners and he had he had like oh. a high chance creation city from the right. So if you're looking at players, if you're looking for metrics to like choose players from, those are like where I would advise you start from. All right. All right. There you have it. All right. So uh I think the next um thing I would like to ask or the next question I'd like to talk about is um I think before I talk talk about that, I think I also wanted to note out something while, while Mikus was talking. I think one thing uh, Michael said that uh, really stood out for me was that wild card thing, yeah. Um, I think, personally, when I started the game, I was one of those guys that, ah, I love saving my wild card for a particular <laughs> day or a particular, like, a particular time, yeah. yeah? And do you know there was a time I forgot to use my wild card for, like, I think till, you know, wildcard, they give you a new one, like January. Yes, yes. Like that, like that. Every half season, yeah. yeah. So I did not use it till like the last week in December. Yeah. Then I now used it, used it anyhow. Then January, they gave me a new one. So like, I just wasted it. Like, I didn't maximize it. So like what Michael said, okay, after five games, assess, assess um the league, assess your team, then decide when to use it. Then, I think I'm that thing, <laughs> I'm that hack that has personally worked for me in this game is, this game, man, is a numbers game. Trucks. This game is a numbers game, one. Number two, this game is a um, majority, <laughs> majority, like, as you majority carries the vote or carries the lead. So I think you need to know what majority of people are doing, <laughs> especially for someone like me that prioritizes prioritizes my league um, standing, where I stand on my um, public leagues, my mini leagues, and head to it. I need to know 
that when I'm playing my wild card is when majority of the top players are playing their wild card. Because if all my competitors are playing their wild card in game week seven and I'm not playing my wild card, then there's a problem. True. True. For me, there's a problem. Like, there's a problem because whatever thing I think I'm going to do in game week eight, these guys would already be like one step exactly. ahead of me by then. So what if game week eight does not work? Then I'm messed up. Like, I'm messed up. So I think that's one of the things that even affected me last season. After the World Cup, I made some mistakes. I, I didn't use, like, change my teams correctly. I, I was messed up for, like, seven games before I could get myself back. Yeah, so I think that's what I wanted to just add. So let's move on. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, the, I think the last question that yeah. I think oh, I'm not touched is um, just, like, a minute on this, Michael. What okay. is the best way to yeah. be consistent in FPL? Like, what's, oh, what's the advice yeah, you can yeah, give yeah. to people? Yeah, the best way to be consistent in FPL, firstly, is do not miss the deadline. Do not miss the deadline. <laughs> I wish I could write this how, in both capital letters. How don't you miss the deadline? How don't you miss the deadline? So, what do you, so what avoid do you missing do? the deadline, me personally, once, once a game week has started, that game week is over to me. I start focusing on the next game week. I first look at all my players and just pick who I feel will be the best captain. Who I feel will be the best captain. At least if I miss the deadline, I've picked the best player on my team to be the captain. Then like, I feel like yeah. if, if you have if you have passion for the game already, you will be you just be checking your team yeah. once once as the week goes by, you know. And that's why um yeah yeah that's yeah. why me I use Twitter a lot when it comes to football because you know that's when informations will oh. drop or you, you can quickly change your team. Well just make sure that the yeah. morning of the first match just be at a lot. Make your final changes. You don't have to touch your team during the week oh, because like there's hardly um, there's hardly um, what you can do during the week. And when there's, when Premier League teams are participating in midweek fixtures are big, do not use your transfers until those fixtures are over before you transfer any player. Yeah, especially exactly, UCL, UCL, UEL, don't use your transfers before you transfer any over. player players and can get injured. injured. But can. there's also the element exactly. of yeah. you are trying to like catch a price rise. So you're trying to catch the price rise. Yeah, a player is seriously rising yeah. in price. I need to hop on the bad wagon. If you need to do that, man, most times, eh, I wouldn't really advise you take the risk and buy the player. But sometimes it's just necessary to take that risk and buy the player. and just hope all goes well. Because if the player gets injured and you miss the price rise, at both instances, you're still going to chop the minus four. So you might as well just try and pick yeah. the price rise. I think personally, yeah, from experience, I know the the deadlines people miss a lot are Friday deadlines yes. yeah, and double game week yeah. deadlines where you have a Premier League game that starts maybe on Tuesday or, or on Wednesday. Or those, or those like, features around Christmas period when they just come in thick and fast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, People tend to miss those. So I think, like he, Michael said, the best thing is just follow some of the like influential FPL pages on Twitter and turn on their post notification. Yeah. You would get, the, you get like one hour to the deadline. 
you get a tweet deadline closing soon. So I think or that can will help me personally. Or you can just themselves on Twitter. Yeah. They always, yeah, they exactly. always post when, oh, deadline, deadline this, don't miss the deadline so that you can be informed. All right. Exactly. So I think that, that helps a lot. All right. So, man, we've spent a lot of time on this and I think I'm really, really enjoying this conversation i really hope the listeners are enjoying it as well so i think one thing i'm really curious about is um what's what's your aim for the new season like what, what apart from winning beating you of course <laughs> and winning the night plus five fpl league <laughs> yeah so what's your aim for the uh, new my season? aim for this new season is to have more points than i had last season that's my first aim my my other my aim is um i want to finish in Top ten thousand, top ten thousand in the world. This is that's that's my aim. I want to finish top ten thousand. I want to finish top. Yeah. I want to go back to top thirty in Nigeria again. So that's my aim here, yeah. and yeah. basically win all my mini leagues. That's that's my aim. That's my aim. Yeah. Win everything. Not not yeah, top three. Likely. Not like you win the next not plus five. <laughs> I in want to win it all. I want everything. <laughs> well, uh, Bigus, what are you aiming for the new season? My my aim is to be consistent for it. Like if I I know that if I could, if I can be consistent, at least I will take some of the things that Michael said. Also, download the FPL app because I know that when I had sure. that app, I was consistent. So sure. yeah. if now I can be consistent, now that you know it's then good again, you could see network. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just my aim. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Another thing is, um, I know the game of FPL has been evolving quickly. Yeah. But what, what are some things you love? Like, what are some changes you would you love to see in the game? Like, you know, the in the bank you are giving hundred million, um, hundred million, and now we're having players becoming really, really expensive and all. So. Do you do you think that price should change, or if if that's not the change you want, what other change would you love to see in FPL in coming year? Well, I don't think the hundred million should increase. Like the hundred million should stay, and managers should learn learn how to use the numbers <laughs> to choose yeah. the best players. The more, the expensive players are not always okay. the best one. So find find True. the balance. Okay. Like this season, there's a balance. There's a balance. There's a way to go okay. about it, but people will try and be stingy, and they will just mess up their teams. That's okay. where flexibility I was talking about comes in. So, hundred hundred AM should stay. Other thing, um, I kind of miss FPOs. I don't know if you were there at the time. There was this um, all out attack chip. I kind of miss that chip, all out attack, and I feel like there should be more than um, one free hit in a season. The next question I have here is which which player which player would you say has been the most consistent the Ballon d'Or winner FPL player like oh, which player can you call the FPL goat in the last five years of you playing the game or six years <laughs> or the yes I love see this the nice plus five FPL Ballon d'Or like who should you go to? Salah, of oh. course. Oh man, I think I think this is an easy question. Huh. Past five years, it has to be Mohamed Salah. Yeah. That that guy is, is yeah. as consistent as he gets. 
the, yeah. the numbers speak for itself. Even when Liverpool were in a dire situation, yeah. this guy still managed to pick up numbers. He's consistent, doesn't complain, works hard, just just plays his game, really. I like, you know, I think Salah finished with more points than Rashford last season, Abi. I think so. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware of that point, though. It's not, I've not checked it, but I think so, yeah. I want to believe he finished with more points than Rashford last season, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. But I, what I just want to touch on is that, like, he's, he's consistent, okay? Yeah. And he says that, like, so long as he's on the pitch, as long as he's on the pitch, Salah had two thirty-nine points last season, Rashford had two five. Okay. That's so. What I'm trying to say that that last season, it was as if Rashford was on a roll, okay. and Salah was being called Mubala, Mubala, Mudiz. It was okay. just it was a flop according to most people last season. Okay. But like consistency is not because you score. Well, you can be saying you score every every um, every green week, but like you know, like you can trust him. Okay. Nine out of ten times. Okay. And like he's usually well worth his price tag. Since yeah. he's been playing FPO, yeah. he hasn't been less than twelve million. Okay. And that's that's a testament to how consistent he is. Yeah. So I think his starting price at the beginning when he came was nine. But since he went to thirteen, he's been around that twelve, thirteen ish every season. Yeah. Wow. And you know, that's consistency because players wouldn't do well. Always gets price price drop. Huh. I mean, so he you has been so consistent. This game, like who Salah, who yeah, so I, maybe not Salah, Shah, but like I think a lot of British FPO players, British ah, players are actually let's FPO. Do that. <laughs> I don't think mm. I will go have plays it though. <laughs> You'll be surprised. It's a little You'll be surprised. Yeah. So. I, I don't want you to do a full team review here because I know oh, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm your biggest competitor. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just, can I just can we just know five players that are currently in your draft? Okay. Um definitely Erdy Haaland is in my draft. Yeah. So no, that's not changing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Trent Alexander Arnold is there. Set I forget. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Um Pukayo Saka. Saka is 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 well priced, beautifully priced player. Wow. So he's in my team also. Um Estupian in Brighton. Kid? Kid? I think I I think I think FPL got his price wrong because like he's solid by the this season. Okay. So Espiana is to my team. Good. And um uh, Marcos Rashford. Rashford makes my team. Yeah, that's, that's five. five. Yeah? yeah, that's five. That's five. That's five. Yeah, Marcos Rashford is in my team. Yeah. That's five. That's five. So, Wow. Those players are definitely going to be in my team come beginning of the season. Wow. Wow. That that's something to look out for. So um I think as at the time of recording, the Dice Plus 5 FPL League is not out. But it's gonna be coming out tomorrow. We'll be releasing it out there for okay. everybody to join up. Yeah, we're we'll releasing it for everybody to join up. So I'm looking forward I'm, end... I'm, I'm look forward to looking <laughs> down on all of you. All right, yeah. Uh, Mikus, thank you very much for hosting this podcast. Me, um, no, Mobile no Flugos, like <laughs> Yeah, thank you very anytime, much for coming on to this podcast today. 
how can how can listeners reach out to you um, if they want to just my, comment? I'm something. on Twitter at um Ifedayo I F E D E E Y O O. Reach out to me on Twitter. Let's okay. talk FPO. Always interested in talking anything FPO. You know, let's see tips, let's see ideas. You know, let's socialize. Well, yeah, well, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. There you have it. Thank you very much, listeners, for taking time out from your busy schedule to listen to the Nights Plus 5 podcast. Thank you very much. We have praised shit. We have hit. Till next time, stay safe. One love. All right. Goodbye, Tunji. Goodbye, Mikush. Thanks for having me.